Welcome, welcome, welcome. This week's Distraction Pieces podcast is episode 188. And I'm joined by Florence Pugh, who I was delighted to line up um, a conversation with. Uh, we ch- chatted on um, on Twitter a little bit. Um, I'm a fan of Lady Macbeth. I thought it was fantastic. And I didn't really go into this, but I'm really excited about her up. Oh, we go, we go into the film. I just didn't go into my excitement about her upcoming film, Fighting With My Family, because I'm a big wrestling fan, as many of you will know. And I'm a big Stephen Merchant fan. And I'm a fan, a big fan of The Rock. So all these people involved in it. I'm a big Nick Frost fan. He's previously been on the podcast, if you want to listen to that. I'm a big Lena Headey fan. She's previously been on the podcast, if you want to check that out. So everyone involved in this uh, excites me hugely. So yeah, I sat down with Florence. Um, She's probably posted a picture on social media of the scene that greeted her. Because I just cheaper i've got my recording equipment and cheaper than renting out a studio is renting out a cheap hotel room that looks all, all scummy and poorly lit so she, poor florence arrives and there's mics everywhere it's this old weird looking room i happen to be dressed typically gothic and miserable so she instantly as soon as she walks in she laughed out loud and said i've got to take a picture of this before before we get going so she will have probably posted that on social media also Florence and Guz, those Guz Khan, which was three episodes ago, are current contenders for Polaroid of the Year, possibly Polaroid of all time. Frank Carter, when I had him on, he had a really good good Polaroid, but the face that Florence pulled in the Polaroid, and you only get one chance, was 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 just wondrous. So have a look at the Polaroid in the on your phone now. Do it now. Thank you. Um, and yeah, if you want to listen to more amazing actors, you could check out last week's episode with Vicky McClure, or previous episodes with Michaela Cole, Kathy Burke, Susan Wacoma, Georgia Campbell, loads of really good people, um, Chris Fairbank, who we talk about in this podcast. The thing I need to tell you at the beginning here is that I need you all to go and swoop as a team um the merch i've got at speech development com, which is where you can buy merch and support the podcast the first three loads of podcast merch was all based around team 3w which is what you guys called yourselves and i called you guys when we started this podcast off because i say a welcome 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 and i used to say that on my radio show and i i, I made it a team because you guys are amazingly supportive and when i've had podcasts that are about calls or that have any kind of call to action you tend to swoop in huge numbers um and actually be active rather than passive and just listen so what i want you all to do is go over to the bafta website and go to the ee rising star which is a public vote which florence Pugh is up for and florence kindly in the podcast says just go and vote for anyone like who you think is best um which is good advice I don't have to be a nice, humble person on her behalf. So I think you should just go straight now and, and, and vote for Florence because Lady Macbeth was in my films of the year. It's amazing. And yeah, this is one of my favorite podcast chats that I've had. So hope you enjoy it. Um, I'll be back at the end with a little bit more information and rambling. But until then, this is episode 188 of the Traction Pieces podcast with Florence Pugh. 
It is, I almost started a mid-sentence, which is the traditional podcast yeah. method of, oh, we're just having just a casual chat. We were just chat. actually chatting about chai latte. But we were just having a casual <laughs> chat. So I'm joined by F- F- Florence Pugh. How are Hello. you today? Good, thank you. Um, yeah. We'll get into everything. I've made sure. some notes and stuff. But you were just talk- or we were both just talking about how weird it is that you end up doing promo runs for things a long time after. Years like later. Two projects yeah. after, at least. I think you did three projects last year, maybe. Yeah, so yeah. That's all since <laughs> Lady Macbeth, which is getting a lot of love now. And yeah. you're just starting another project. Mm-hmm. So how weird is that to kind of have that time period? Um, Do you think it's a good or bad thing? Well, as I was just saying to you now, I don't know if it's too awful. Because when you're doing it, the most kind of like bizarre, wacky things are actually quite normal. Yeah. And I was just about to explain that. I remember when we um, started filming Lady Macbeth the first week in... Um, it started and it did not stop until yeah. uh, we had one day off that Sunday. And I remember because it was just a short budget and I was going to Durham and it was just for quite like a a lengthy time of not knowing whether this project was right. anything you yeah. know massive. I remember I called my mum after the uh, on on Saturday just to let her know it was all all right and she had questions about just how filming is as yeah. you do. And she was like, so go on, what was the most exciting day? And I was like, well, I don't know, I'm just, I'm just filming. She was like, yeah, but what happened? I was like, well, I don't know, I was just, well, shot a horse today. And, you know, <laughs> she was like, well, that's pretty exciting. I was like, well, yeah, actually, that is actually quite exciting. It is, it's mad because any job becomes your job. Yeah. So as exciting as it is, you're still just doing it on a day-to-day. It's still, I always remember that from touring, that people would be, I'd get questions every day, of, oh, how's the tour going? Yeah, be like, it's good. It's, work it's tour it's yeah. lovely they're lovely people I did it. we did the gig I and now it's up. another one tomorrow <laughs> um so yeah it's fine but yeah. it's 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 wonderful to see the excitement and love that a, a lady Macbeth is, is getting because yeah. as you said it was very much an, a low budget independent film uh-huh. so i'm sure even at the time of or particularly at the time of making it you don't know what this is no. going to become no even though at the time of release you don't really know what it's going to become because the nature of independent release in the UK is you'll kind of get a small release and if that goes well you might get a bigger release so for a lot of people it's a recent film but for you it was ages ago totally and I think that's part of the um, excitement with that film was because none of it was I, I I didn't know what it was going to be yeah I knew that this script was incredible. Yeah. I knew that this character was something that I'd never come across before, never never recognised any of her in anything. That was the only thing that I was sure about. I, I yeah. knew Will was a lovely man. I'd seen yeah. his short film, but just as much as he'd only seen my only film, which was The Falling, there was so yeah. much uncertainty with that project um, that we were all just doing the project because the script was fantastic. So <clears throat> as a result of that, you have incredible departments, the costume you know, think the budget that everybody had, every department had, wasn't much. So what we got out of that film was simply because everybody wanted to lend themselves, their, their whole selves, yeah. into making this story without really knowing where it was going to go, as yeah. you said, who was going to um, release it, who was going to distribute it. And we've got around so many of these festivals and these circuits and now we're here and, you know, we've been nominated for BAFTAs and it's like... Whoa. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. But it's, it's a beautiful <clears throat> way to do things, I think, because it means that everyone's making it purely for the art of it. Yeah. And there's no questions of, oh, sh- 
should yeah. we do this? Is this yeah. going to work for yeah. the studio or whoever else? Yeah. Like, no, no, we can just make what we all want to. Yeah, and that's, and, and that's something thing. that I love about small indies is like you have so much. Um, well, you're allowed to be a part of it. Yeah, which I think not that I'm slating big big blockbuster films at all but obviously it's a different process of course with bigger films there are there are uh, you know so many names and and big people in suits yeah, and briefcases yeah. behind it that you lose uh, so that, much control you, you right? do and then when you get the role the role's already kind of made for you yeah um and you know you're lucky to play that role and that's great but it is already played it's yeah, ready it's there. whereas with the with a little indie it's your baby just as much as it's you know the props baby yeah. and that's um that's the beauty of it it, it genuinely it, it's it's a weird thing i've been uh, realizing recently which it's it's a bad thing to realize considering i'm in acting now yeah, but yeah. part of me wishes that all actors were only allowed to act for five or six years yeah. just because a lot of the best things I've realised, a lot sure. of the best things I've ever seen is when you don't know anyone in it. And no. this is a great example. And yeah. I was doing a podcast about The Wire recently. Yeah. The Wire was great because yeah. you didn't know anyone in it. Game of Thrones was great because yeah. you didn't yeah. Yeah. Know, yeah. know anyone in it. And there's a beautiful thing there. And mm-hmm. it's a weird one. I'll, I'll briefly, I won't bore you too long, but I'll briefly Sorry. tell you the story of, me, of me. me watching Lady <laughs> yeah. Beth was, yeah. it was, I, my brother was a fan of the, of, of the, it was originally an opera, wasn't it? It was a book yeah. and then an yeah. opera. So my yeah. brother would, had flagged it, and, and Shaheen Baig, who we'll talk about as well because of our future role in Peaky Blinders, yeah. that's not really a role that's no. it's only in our heads. No, but, but just, it is going to happen. It's going to happen. No, um, it is. <laughs> but I'd seen her tweet about it, so I was really curious, yeah. but it wasn't on in Essex, where I live. So I was doing a film in Leeds, and I'd seen it was on there, and I thought, if I get a day off, mm-hmm. I'll go and see it. And I'd been called into set, and I got in the car, and I was sitting in there with one of the other actors, and literally as I'm in the car, I got a text saying, oh, we don't need you today. So it's Dad had been annoyed. I went, oh, oh it starts in 15 minutes. So I rushed there and got in, adjusting time and sat down. And within 10 minutes, one of the first people on the screen was the guy who was, I was adjusting the car with, Chris Fairbank. No so way. it took me out of it for oh, a second. I was like, bless. oh, I don't, I can't. Oh, it took me 10 minutes yeah, to lose myself yeah, in yeah, the film because yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that's the bloke from the car. <laughs> that's not the dad and this oh, and that's that. Fairbank. So, yeah, exactly. But he spoke so warmly of, of this project because oh, it, it was one of the ones he'd done yeah. a few projects before what we were working on yeah. and the thing he said was the fact that so, so many people involved in it were brand new mm. and were new to them but no one was b- b- blagging it or faking it mm-hmm. um, a, a William was just essentially said at the start look I've not done this before yeah. but I believe in you guys yeah, I, ne- yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I need your help yeah. and together we can yeah. all pull this together which that sounds like a beautiful place in which to work Mm because there's no one intimidating you and you feel surely you feel that you all of your views are as as valid as anyone else in the in the production we we all had captain hats on which was wonderful and that kind of bled into the way that we obviously we did scenes you know we went up two weeks beforehand and just had time to play get to know one another um especially with you know mine well, well, with Cosmos and Naomi's and, and, and my characters, they're all so interlinked and it was so important for, for Will to give us that time and we're so glad that, that he yeah. did. And it feels like something that, again, the more the more experienced an actor is, the less that kind of thing will happen. Mm-hmm. It feels like if there is that air of slight, oh, what, how are we doing this? Yeah, like yeah, We yeah. need to, to figure this yeah. out. Then you get that time and both you and Cosmo were just so 
you couldn't look away on the screen and the, and the relationship and interaction oh, was just amazing you. and that surely comes from having that time up there and totally. learning and getting around each totally. other and, and also that comes from brilliant casting like yeah. well done Shaheen yeah um my you know Shaheen's been like my second agent in the industry she got me yeah. my first film she got me Lady Macbeth she got me <laughs> fighting with my family yeah she always has quality under her wing whenever you know you <laughs> bump into her there's yeah. always something amazing yeah. that she's working on and um just something as simple as the, the right Catherine and Sebastian was so crucial yeah. yeah and I did I did a whole day of like chemistry reads and every single act that came in was bloody amazing but Cosmo was we did this game where we had to push each other Right. Will was so fed up of us reading like this and doing our scenes and he was like, All right, put the scripts down, put the scripts down. He was like, I um I'm gonna film you and you guys are gonna push each other. Right. We're like, What? And he was like, You're gonna push each other until one of you falls over. Oh, and wow. I was like, Yeah, because I love a fight. <laughs> and um and Cosmo, uh, we were just literally walloping each other. We were just pushing and pushing and pushing. Amazing. Um, and then when he fell down, we then did the scene, like the, the back of the scene. Um, right. And it was just so alive and so amazing. And he was willing to push me as hard as I was willing to push him. And it was just like it, instant energy. Yeah. And that was when I think we all kind of realised that Will was something special. Yeah. Because no one ever asks you to push one another. And it's (laughs) it's genius because it's allowing... I had uh, Vicky McClure on recently Mm -hmm. and she was saying how... In the in the scenes in the series of This Is England, that there was rape addressed and murder Mm -hmm. and all sorts. And she was saying the key thing to all of that was... Uh, Shay Meadows creating a safe place for them, mm. and that sounds similar there. The safety to be able mm. to just push because it's yeah. it's not you and and Cosmo. No, it's 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 the characters, and it's yeah. allowing that rather than feeling you push and then have to say, "Oh, sorry, are you, mm. are you all right?" Finding yeah, totally. that safety to go, no, let's ignore any politeness mm. that that you, the, that you may have as a yeah. human and become mm. the character totally. and, and lose yourself in that. That's what was exciting about these characters when we were doing them was. Um, they were totally alive. Mm. And in the script, you know, all of those scenes where he's picking me up and chucking me and I'm pushing him and even the sex scenes, like, they're just these really um, thrilling people and it just made so much, everything so much easier with Cosy, knowing that if I elbowed him <laughs> in the stomach, he wasn't going to, you know, blame me for it. It was yeah. just part of it. It yeah. was just part of us being Catherine and Sebastian. So... Well done, Shaheen. It, it, take, it takes a lot to lose yourselves in that, yeah. surely. Yeah. It's, that's amazing. But how exciting was it to read a character like this? Because it is a period piece, but she doesn't feel like a period character. Um, she's a strong female, but again, not even in a, tr- a traditional period way. In, uh-huh. in almost, a, I don't know, um, I, I can't even th- think of how to describe it. But in, in that she's just such her own person that doesn't really care and totally. it doesn't even have to be here I am mm-hmm. look at me it's mm-hmm. more like oh fuck off yeah which, which again is literally. that's never done in <laughs> period stuff and um but also really done with modern yeah. stuff yeah like i we've all all along throughout this entire journey of when the films come out we kept on saying she's a modern woman she's a modern woman but there aren't many scripts that we see of a you know a modern to date film like as in um uh script sorry 
where there is that character that, as you says, just says fuck off. Like yeah, that, that doesn't yeah. really happen that much. So as well for shocking period films, it's also just like, yeah, what a. I also love the fact that she's not nice. Yeah. I think she's delicious. Yeah. And I am so in love with her. But it was just so um, fresh and, and oh, so brilliant to read a character that didn't have to be didn't have to be maternal, didn't, didn't have, have to be to lovely. didn't have to redeem herself at the end either. Did, and, no, and she didn't, know. she got away with it. And yeah. that has really bugged people. And that's also really, <laughs> has been a great talking point to everyone because they either love it or they hate it. And I, yeah. um, I think that's new and exciting. Yeah, that's a key to a, a good project, right? Mm. It's not the desire for everyone to adore it. And, but just and it about to be the women obvious. as well. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's so right for now because... <laughs> I think people are also realising that women... I saw this amazing, um, hilarious uh, article where women were just retweeting, laughing, where it said, what do men really think about women swearing? Yeah, I saw Yeah, that. and then someone said, do women really give a fuck? Yeah. And I... It's just... It's, I think people are finally realising that women can be their own thing without men having to have an opinion about it. And that sums up Catherine completely. Yeah. The fact that people were so... Um, confused that she uh, not only did she cheat on her husband but yeah. she had sex and she enjoyed it yeah. and then she killed someone and then she got away with it and didn't feel that bad and didn't about feel it. that bad about it <sighs> and, and that great. for me was so exciting to yeah. to to have also women wanting to discuss it but also finding the men in the Q&As that would um have to tell me that they hated her yeah and i said great good, good. That's and they're fine. like yes but she's a monster and I'm like, I'm, well, is she? <laughs> it's it's such an interesting thing because there's obviously a lot of developments at the moment in the way in the way Hollywood is progressing towards women because of everything mm-hmm. that's come out in the last year or two. But in all ways, and what you said there about that that tweet, it sums up a lot of the confusion and annoyance about the body positivity movement. Yeah, that yeah. people will post a body positive image and uh, mental comment saying. I love a natural woman. I prefer a natural woman. It's like yeah. that's not the point of it no, either. No, it's not a. No, po- it's, not it's not about what you what prefer you or what you think. It's about <laughs> who an individual is. And again, bless them. They'll think they're, they're paying a compliment and being nice. Oh, put, oh, you look so much nicer without makeup. Yeah, don't give a fuck. No, if I want to put makeup on, I'll put makeup <laughs> on. But miss the point. It's yeah. It's kind of an interesting one there, and yeah. that 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 comes into the character. And as I said things like that tweet. Are men put off by women who swear? It's like. That's nothing to do with no. anything. No, <laughs> Why are you writing this? Yeah. Why? Who told you to write this? Yeah, yeah. It's let's it's a weird sw- one. let's swap it round. What do women really think about men swearing? Yeah, I'd well, love what that. Do women think about women swearing? Yeah. Why is this a gender what? thing? Right? It's like, what do people in Birmingham think yeah. about? Women? Why are we specifying? What do dogs think about women yeah. swearing? Sure I'd like to hear that it. one. Bloody I know. Dogs. Um, <laughs> it's an interesting one because. Obviously, the film is nominated for several BAFTAs, and you're up for the BAFTA yeah. R- Rising e. Star, which Rising is Star. amazing, and is publicly voted. So yeah. I, I will have pushed people at the beginning and end of the podcast <laughs> to go and vote f- for anyone. Vote that. Yeah, that's it. It's 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 Please. getting that engagement. It's a good. Um... But also, I can say just vote for Florence because <laughs> it, it was in my films of the year. And there's some, but there's, again, there's always great people in of these. Of course, things. and but that's what's so wonderful about this um, that that category and that nomination and that award is um, this year I've, I personally find... I mean, I think every year there's been some amazing talent that's been nominated, but this year um, they've really 
tried to, I think, nominate people of the same level. Yeah. And um, obviously some are higher than others, but I think the films that are behind each actor are so um, specific and personal and, yeah. and important and real and actually not everyone has heard of every single one of them. And so yeah, what this, this category has done has actually meant that any one of Tessa's fans that have sent, seen this uh, nomination would have gone, oh, I haven't seen um, Josh's film. I yeah. want to go watch it. You know, and, and it's, it's all, um, it's just making it live again. And yeah. that's what I think particularly this year they've done really well is, is it's, it's making people that aren't really that interested, interested. Yeah, and people w- w- will look and see w- one that they like yeah. and have their vote. But then hopefully they'll go, if I liked them, Maybe then I should I probably might, like yeah, the totally. others. That's kind of the thing there. But because of that, you're doing a lot of, of press and stuff at the moment. And you had, had BBC Breakfast this morning. So yeah, I was up, up in Manchester. The early hours. Saw the city. Um, and at all. The, you, you don't have to comment on this, but those interviews can be fucking awful because they've got <laughs> such a small amount of time and they're so... Uh, I, they, know, I thought it was really them. good. I thought it was, it was yeah. a nice one. But the reason it came to mind was... They ask the question About of nudity yeah. and, and weight. And, yeah. and, but again, the reality is I noticed it for both the lead characters. Mm-hmm. Cosmo isn't abs no, and the, it, it's, like, it's real human. Of course, of course. Really? It's the woman of, yeah. you're not a waif, blah, 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 yeah. blah. So, but how was that as, or, or more, you know how what? do you decide I... what you take in? Because again, it's not like it's some, totally. particularly at the time, it's a huge film. Totally. But to me, none of the nudity jumped out well, it felt completely natural and normal even notice exactly it. It. yeah they watch it and they go okay people have had sex and that looks pretty you know all right cool and yeah. then they get out of bed and guess what they live their lives yeah um it's not gratuitous no and i think for me that's a massive nudity. thing in my first film i did two sex scenes in my first ever film and carol morley was the director and she just kind of mothered me and everything was so safe yeah and um my my family is super supportive and my mum wouldn't have let me do any film that, you know, let me do a sex. Like, they're not like that. But what I am saying is it's very rare that a film like that was good and the right people watched it and it was yeah. the right type of sex scene. And the the things that I am willing to take my clothes off for and burn my skin it is for things that aren't gratuitous, things that, that betray real life. Um, and that was something so important with Lady Macbeth was everything about Catherine is about how she feels and how she's going to act instinctively on a moment. And is she the type of person that would really get out of bed wearing knickers? No. So as long as I know that and as long as Will, we both trust each other, then it really doesn't matter who else thinks what. And I think I I stand by that. And, And what's been so interesting about Lady Macbeth is... So many times people have tried to make it a thing that I'm naked. And actually, if you ask any person that's watched the film, it's really not a big thing. No. I think the only first, the only scene that is a big thing is in the first scene. I'm asked to take my clothes off by the man that I just marry. And uh, he then gets into bed and turns the light off. So... Again, that's anybody, a key and powerful I know, I know, scene. It's like it wouldn't work no, without me. But anybody that sees the film, it's not even a thing. And I yeah. think the media constantly keep on trying to make it a thing that I'm naked or that I'm okay within my skin. And whilst that's true, I really don't mind talking about it. It's the same thing that we were talking about earlier. It doesn't have to be a conversation. Yeah. And because it is a conversation, people keep on saying, you know, are you okay with it? People keep on wanting to talk about the fact that you're naked. It yeah. then becomes a thing again. And as we were discussing, you know, 
Cosmo is just as naked in that film yeah. as I am. Yeah. And we both felt the same thing. We, there were days where we would just be literally in and out of our um, dressing gowns because we'd be doing beds or whatever. It really wasn't a thing by the end of it. But obviously people want to talk to me about it. Yeah. Um, because I'm the woman and because... Yeah. Uh, it's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's the one thing I added to my notes after the... Because that wasn't in my notes because no, no, it isn't no. something that I remember no, particularly as and, a stand-up you know thing. What? But I love talking about it. It jumped out at me because I was like, well, Cosmo was exactly the same. Exactly. Again, it wasn't like it was... He looked like this film star and was sh- or even the... the the shooting of it. It wasn't like totally. he was shot so no, it's no, beautiful no, no, no. and it's, everyone was shot in a very natural Normal, way. Natural and way. I think the thing that um, that gets me, and I think we're going in this d- 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 direction because of the avenues available to independent film and the avenues available to TV is that censorship of language and nudity, the reason we shouldn't have them there isn't for them to be exploited or have mm-hmm. swearing in every scene yeah, yeah, but yeah. have it swearing in any scene you want or yeah. need and nudity in any yeah. scene you want or need rather yeah. than thinking can we have a boob here or can we have a willy here it's well, like I just, would there be would that character be naked totally. yes and I've always found it hilarious. I would much rather see a breast or a bum or a willy on screen than yeah. someone getting shot in the head yeah. and for some reason it's backwards. Yeah. For some reason, people are more terrified of uh, their eight-year-old child accidentally seeing a nipple than they are of someone getting being in some sort of massacre, which is bizarre because that's how it's rated. It's really worrying, isn't it? That's it's genuinely bizarre. worrying it's the the, that, that humans rated. are being brought up in totally. that way. Totally. You know, kids are allowed to see so much violence and death, and um, but one boob or one bum cheek and that's terrifying yeah. why is it terrifying it means that things like conversations about me getting naked are so big of a deal it's not it's a big crazy, deal isn't it? and a again, body shouldn't be terrifying no i understand the fear of or, or not wanting a child to see a sex scene exactly. or this that, that's that's sexualized yeah. but just the human body it that shouldn't be terrifying that that's this i know and so that's what i've been so so interested i've grown up um my parents have always tried to get us to, you know, grow up with, with great films and, and um, European films and old films and always me and my mum, everyone would just roll their eyes when we'd see um, a sex scene where the woman is wearing a bra or, you know, just bizarre yeah. things. And that's how I've been brought up and I've always known that, you know, obviously my body is for me and, and what I decide to, you know, show it to is completely down to me. But I don't mind people seeing bodies. Bodies yeah. really shouldn't be the thing that we're terrified of. And yet what's been so interesting about the press of this film is people are always scared. Do you mind talking about it? That's what yeah. they say. Do you mind about talking about me and my body? And that's the thing that makes it funny. Because yeah. A, it doesn't have to be a scary conversation. Yeah. And B, we can talk about it. Bodies. And, and equally, again, it's that it's that fear of, any discussion equally that they can ask and you can say no and they yeah, can move on yeah sure that shouldn't be some big big no, thing it's like no, no I'm not actually comfortable talking about that alright cool no, how about exactly. this rather than this exactly. fear um, so was acting always your desire like gr- growing up yeah, Were you say because so. you've got into it quite young really? yeah because I guess you shot Lady Macbeth Although what at 19 now. or 20 I turned 22 in January you, you're getting I mean, on. it is January in, on January the 3rd right wow <sighs> Better get my life together. Yeah, yeah. But so, 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 was that always? Was what films and actors and actresses were inspiring you when you were younger and drawing you to the screen? Yeah, I'd always wanted to do it. I was always loud. I was, I was a family of four, um, four kids, mm-hmm. and we all 
love singing and being on stage and um, being funny <laughs> and just basically the worst person that you want to get drunk at a party. <laughs> um, but um, that was always what I wanted to do. And it, I, I wasn't good at the other side. I wasn't good at the um, academic stuff. I was always um, more inclined to being arty and making pots and yeah singing with my guitar so that was always where I wanted to go I didn't know how I was going to get into the industry I had no idea but there was nothing else I had no I I completely (laughs) fucked up my GCSEs Um, (laughs) and I didn't do too well on my A-levels either Um, so it was like there was only one I only wanted to do that and then when it got to the time of me deciding whether I was going to go to drama school I did this funny little audition that I didn't expect anyone would ever see the tape for The Falling, and I ended up getting it. Oh, wow. So, so much of, like, what has happened has been complete right time, right place. Yeah. And also, whilst I support that, it's obviously about what you do when you have that moment. Completely. So, um, you know, I've I've done my dues of doing dodgy auditions, and obviously there have been other actors that have done it for years beforehand, but, like, you know... However, you get into the industry. It's when you get there. That's it's it's so hard to get it going anyway. So, I always find it funny when people try and label whatever um, corner you've come from as oh well, you didn't try that hard. And it's yeah. so, it's like it's such a, a stupid conversation to have because any industry is the same. You work bloody hard to yeah. get there, and then if you get there and you know it rides out well, then congratulations. Absolutely. So I find it. Um, all very funny, funny about conversation about do, do you agree with uh, you know how people get into the industry and it's, it doesn't matter yeah. if uh, if you could do it great well done and no matter how you got there <laughs> brilliant so yeah my my mine started off really really lucky and Cause, really because that's it again a lot of people all, number one try and argue that there isn't any luck involved there hundred percent is luck involved in totally. every industry but you can prepare. For that luck to come, yeah. So y- you were preparing and getting yeah, good, yeah, yeah. and then a lucky break happened. And but again, l- luck's only ever an opportunity anyway. Yeah, you don't luck your way into a lead role. No, no. You luck your way into an interview or an yeah. audition, maybe. Totally. But you don't get it from luck. You you get it from all the yeah. work you've put in to be the right person yeah. in, in that time. And so. it's and it's exactly how much work you put in when you get there. You know, it's all very well getting a role and doing a film but do you want it to continue afterwards yeah. and, and are you willing to put in the hours to make sure that it can so that was always that was a funny from the falling until lady macbeth that was a funny period because it was two years of just lots of people when i did the falling i would go into meetings and they would um because the film wasn't out and it wasn't available, I would sit down in these meetings really eager and be like, oh, yeah, I'm Florence, and I just did this film called The Falling with Maisie. And yeah. they'd be like, cool. And I'd be like, yeah, well, I just did this meeting with Maisie and not so this, this film. And they'd be like, yeah, well, the thing is, though, Florence, is sometimes uh, it's a one-strike wonder. Yeah. I'd be like, what? I'd be like, you know, sometimes it doesn't actually go too well after that. You know, you could just be brilliant and falling and then that's it. And so I went through this very funny stage of having to kind of, like, prove myself. Yeah. And then the right script, like, Lady Macbeth popped up. And I did that, but that was two years after I filmed The Falling. So it's interesting. You know, people always, uh, are, like, asking me, like, oh, best scripts are being chucked on your desk. It's like, yeah, but actually, God, it did, did take, you know, its own journey to get there. Um, Completely. And it's not as simple as that. There, there is that illusion outside 
that I, I remember when I had, had Doc Brown on, he was saying after he did the Gervais yeah. movie and it was huge and all that, he'd walk around his local area and, and, and people would be like, oh, oh, why are you still here? You're yeah. famous. It's like, <laughs> you know, that was like three months of filming. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's one gig. That doesn't then mean I'm now no, rich no, suddenly, or got a million jobs know, or whatever else. It's that kind of, Bless. that reality of, Everyone's chasing that big break and then yeah. you get it and you realise, all right, I still need to keep working. I still and also need to keep need a, I need to wait a year until it's edited and comes out. <laughs> Completely. I, I know that the first acting role I got was in, in Guy Ritchie's A King Arthur and I ended up yeah. getting Completely cut, cut out of it. Yeah. But I was hugely excited in all the means. My thought was... I know my role in it's small, mm. so I need to get as many meetings before it comes out. Oh, totally. So they don't know yeah, how small yeah, my role yeah. is. So I can be, <laughs> I've started off in a Guy Ritchie film, this, this, this. And then, because I knew that when it actually came out, I only had a small part Clever. and then, or then no part. Go. But that was my thinking, was yeah. exactly that of, well, while they're editing it, Working I'll trade off this. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll Keep trade it going. <laughs> so how great has it been getting in with someone like Sh- 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 Shaheen? Because she is a wonderful casting director and she, she loves who she loves. Totally. So if the roles come up, she's someone that will really mm. push you. And, and and but what I love about her is she won't she won't just make her you know her gang do a film because she's got it. It yeah. will be completely right for you if she's comfortable for it. I, I had a meeting with her about two years ago now, and we've not worked together yet, but we talk all the time because again, it's that exact thing. It's like mm. right when the project when the right She'll fit come comes, to you, yeah. it'll be right for the reason and again yeah. I think that's a key thing because if you did have someone in the industry who's getting you gigs that you're not ready for or yeah. not right for then they're going to likelihood they're going to go yeah. badly yeah. if they're only pushing you for the ones that you can excel in totally then everything you do is going to exactly it's going to be like that no I was um, part of my huge luck was meeting Shaheen mm-hmm. on my first film and they wanted to find an unknown but they also needed to make sure that the unknown was all right, I suppose. Yeah. And so after about five callbacks, Shaheen and, and Carol, they they gave me the offer. Um, and then since then, she's just been my, my yeah. hero. And I can't actually thank her enough. Um, yeah. She has got me the main bulk of my, my work. So, yeah, meeting people like Shaheen is so important, people that are going to fight for you until the end and then also having people like that on your own team is so important I have a really fantastic team um, now where we're all aware of what we're all looking for and it doesn't matter what's put in front of me who's you know the director how much they're paying that has nothing is if this woman that I'm going to be playing is going to be something, if she's going to be something interesting, exciting, thrilling, she doesn't have to be nice. Um, And and I think that's a massive part of it, who's playing on your team. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, I'm I'm safe. It's it's a beautiful thing. And again, I keep likening it to the music industry, but it's my frame of reference. Yeah, yeah. I think... When I did my first album, we didn't know anyone would hear it, so yeah. we just made it our way. But that meant that when it was successful, we could just keep making it our mm. way. And that's a similar thing. You've done films that you don't know if they're going to be anything, no and they've clue. been praised and successful. <laughs> Therefore, you don't have to go, oh, we need to change our plan. Yeah. You can continue to go, yeah. right, let's pick the right things. It's not if yeah. the first thing you've done was some huge blockbuster yeah. and you had a small role, then you might think, oh, it's a step down now, or this yeah. or that. You can continue to go, let's f- find that character yeah. and it will rise above yeah. everything else on its own. Yeah. 
And and like someone asked me in a Q and A the other day, would you ever play a character like Catherine again? And it's like, well, no, I've done it. Not that I've yeah. done it and been there, done yeah. that, but like, I don't know how I would change that, and I don't know how. I don't know if I would want to. I think, you know, you do a, a certain part in that specific time in your life where you tackle it, and you hope that it's okay. And then when you've done that, you no, never really revisit it again. Which is yeah. why I think when it's when you see these series going on for so long, what that I mean, how amazing that actors can come back to it and be yeah. that character again and again and again and again, and and what a job that is. Yeah. Um, and to keep it alive and to keep it exciting. And for me, I'm like you know I've done it, and and then I'm on to the next one. As we said, what's Completely. what's what's new? Yeah. So I mean, obviously one of the ones down the line is us in Peaky Blinders yes. as brother and sister. Shaheen, now, to explain wink, to people, wink. we've been hassling Shaheen on Twitter about this. That um, Shaheen, we will pay for your coffees, by the yeah. way, and we will definitely like buy your donuts exactly. and, and pastries. So I don't know why you're taking so Just long about have a word. it. I mean, Just if anyone else like... is listening, know Stephen Knight. Because, again, my thought now... <laughs> we'll write the script. That's it. We're, I've we come up do with, it. We're niece and nephew of Alfie Solomon. And we're, we're seeking revenge. Because, again... Love it. Keep spoilers, the Spoilers, but, you know, you know, we've got to go yeah. after and, you know, we're yeah. in there and chasing revenge. And I, we've got I that think anger. that would work. And we can do, you know, maybe we don't even have to have the same accents. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We can be from anywhere. He's a, he was... Um, he moved about. So, some geezer. And, and she too. Yeah. Look, you don't have to worry about the scripts, guys. We'll definitely get on that. Just and um, Just pop us in. Uh, he, you know, he isn't have has the kit, the mic kit. It's yeah. all sorted. I've got we mics. Can mic I can set us up. up. I've got, you know, we've got it covered, essentially. So the point is, just let need. us know when the shoot starts and we'll be there. It's perfect. It's lined up. Um, so... <laughs> How was it taking on a character that's not only still alive... Are we still talking about Peaky? No, we're moving right, on moving from on. Peaky now. We're going on... <laughs> I was going to say, this is getting really serious. Yeah, how is it in Peaky Blinders? In the, Peaky Blinders. How is it being in the last What's season? What's the like, Florence? <laughs> no, um, so a film that's coming out this year is, yeah. is, is Fighting With My Family, mm-hmm. which is based on... On, on on Ryan Knight, who is Paige in WWE, yeah. who I've I've known her and her mum on online and through really? tweets and that and amazing. through texts for years, and it's an amazing story. So, but it's it must be an unusual one to take on because generally when a biopic is being made, it's when someone's either dead or older. <laughs> but Paige is still young She's and still active fantastic. and in the WWE. Yeah. How was that to take on um, such a character? Well, yet again, lovely Shaheen <laughs> sent over this audition. And I I just remember from first reading just one of the scenes. I can't obviously actually describe any of the scenes because yeah. none of you have seen them. But um, <laughs> but uh, I was already so excited by the way that this scene was, was written. I didn't have the script. I just had one scene. And it was between Raya and her brother. Yeah. And I was just, it just felt real and it felt completely honest. And then obviously when I read up on what this was for and who this woman was, I got so excited but also really scared because I, I started imagining imagining myself playing her. Yeah. And I sometimes do, I always know what it is that I really want to do next because there'll be scripts where I'll read it and I'll be like, oh, that's amazing, that's amazing, that's amazing. And I imagine myself doing it and I'm like, yeah. And then there's some scripts where I'm, I'm reading, I'm like, wow, incredible. And I imagine myself doing it and I'm 
so scared it's amazing to i'm hear. so scared and it's not even that i'm terrified to touch the material i'm just i'm i'm terrified and that somewhere in me means that i've got to do it mm. and it's this funny game that i play with myself it's, a, it's amazing because i've literally had that in the last week yeah. for the first time i had a script through and again i won't go into any of this mm. but it was an audition for a character that i was already hugely familiar with and a yeah. big fan of and i Got the email, I was like, y- yes. Yeah. And then when I had to go to do the tape, I was like, shit. Scared. This is terrifying. It, I, and then once it, I actually yeah. started to, d- to do it, I loved it. It's my favourite audition I've done and it was wow. amazing. But there was that absolute fear. I was, I was like, this is a role I would have killed for yeah. until I was asked to audition. And then I'm like, I don't want anything to do with it. No. Please, don't, 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 <laughs> don't put it on it me. me. I don't want Please the pressure. Don't. That's scary. I just wanted to do the audition. Yeah. I was just free one Thursday. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I was just bored of Pret. But how um, is that then, to, to, to push yourself through that I and do, to jump Yeah, into... and I think, so a couple of things this year that I, last, not this year, last year that I've mm. done have utterly terrified, all of them have utterly terrified me. Um, fighting with my family, I was terrified because this woman was, as you said, still alive now. Yeah. And she was just incredible. She was so badass. She was everything that we've been discussing yeah. about women. Like, she it's was such different. such an amazing story She's, as well. Yeah, she and was... none of that is off, but because it was in, it was originally a documentary yeah, of, of yeah. The Fire With My Family, yeah. wasn't it? And the fact that her whole family were wrestlers. Her mum, I had, had Lena Heady on the other yeah. week, in fact, who and plays pe- your yes, mum in it. Yes, yes. Um, and, you know, the whole family of wrestlers and, and, uh, and Raya or Paige from, I think at about... 14 or 15 mm-hmm. left home to go off mm-hmm. and wrestle all around Europe and yeah. all this. And I believe that's kind of the story that's told was the youth and then to the getting into the WWE yeah. and all that. And yeah, amazing. So, so a, where a young we... woman just going, oh, oh it's not about like male or female. She's like, I'm, I was born a wrestler. That's yeah. my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than I was born female yeah. or whatever, I was, I was born a wrestler. And yeah. Just this powerful I, woman. That's what was so exciting about it, though. Was like, a, I had, n- I knew nothing about WWE. Yeah. I think the last memory I have of me personally taking part in something WWE was when um, my brother was about ten and I was six, and he was reenacting some rock thingy ma bob <laughs> um and so that was probably the last i didn't really know what it was yeah. I, obviously i see it i didn't really that's a good thing though because again the perception yeah. casually will be nothing like the reality of what totally. you've, you've, you've then had to learn and yeah. do surely and then i read it and i'm terrified i'm terrified because um i can't imagine myself doing this i can't imagine myself i can imagine myself wrestling i've always loved like fighting and yeah, play yeah, fighting yeah. and being strong but i just couldn't is that, see is that why you were asked in or was it the pushing of Cosmo in that initial <laughs> edition of they're like, yeah, we'll possibly. get her back. She doesn't mind. She doesn't mind someone. getting bruised. <laughs> oh God, that sounds awful. <laughs> um, yeah, and I just, it was just exciting, really yeah. exciting. And Paige is everything about a woman that I just love, and I think that's what that's why she did so well in WWE was because there was this massive chunk of WWE, WWE fans that didn't feel like they belonged to a specific character. Yeah. And Paige came in and she was young and feisty. She didn't give a toss. She was pale. She had piercings. She had messy black hair. Yeah. And she just didn't give a fuck. And, and that wasn't the perception that, of women in wrestling. No, not at, at all. Point. Women in huge. wrestling at that point had been, you know, bronzed skin, very perfect, very poised, very... Yeah you know beautiful and toned and blonde which is wonderful but Paige didn't wasn't that at all and that's what really made people go oh yeah she's the sore thumb that sticks out and I love her so we 
filmed the part that we bit that we were telling was she um she and her brother had been wrestling since they were tiny and her brother is about a year older than her or two years older than her and had been wanting to do had started wrestling a little bit before her but they all then caught up and they all yeah. wrestled and they both then got to an age where they auditioned for wwe i think when they were about 17 18 i think that was about the time and unfortunately she got in and he didn't yeah. which as close as that family was, as you can imagine, heartbreaking. Yeah, of course. Um, and she then moved over to Florida and started her wrestling career and her brother stayed home with their family and just got on. Mm. And I think that's what's so wonderful about this, our version of the story, is it's not necessarily just showing her glory and her yeah. side of it and her succeeding. It's also saying that, you know, sometimes life isn't like a movie. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't, go to plan and again it's hard it's hard emotionally because mm. they're going to be supportive but equally her mum and dad had been wrestling their yeah. whole lives yeah. and not made it to that yeah, to that level. level so there's going to be a level of that of like I'm so proud and happy but wow. that's what I always wanted yeah. and you always you should always w- w- want that for your kids but I can also completely understand that there'll be a little of fuck wow. I, I yeah. didn't get that yeah how, how come that didn't and so that obviously as any family I mean I'm, I'm, any, I mean families they suffer anyway but i can imagine that's obviously a very difficult thing to kind yeah. of deal with so we would we have told that part of the story and um i i really wanted to make it and so did steven steven merchant di- directed yeah, it he, he wrote and directed wrote it, and directed right, it. Fantastic. um he really wanted and i really wanted us to all do the wrestling yeah. and that's what i loved about it was like you know, when do film <laughs> film productions ever allow you to be body slammed? Yeah. That, I mean, you're never usually allowed to do your own stunts unless you're... What's his name? Who's Come on, Tom. What's his, is it Tom? Uh, who? Hardy? No. Who does their own Tom, stunts? Who does it? Tom Cruise. Yes, there we go. Um, of he does. Yeah. And, that, and he just injured himself. Yeah. There, so, so no films, one will be allowed no, again. <laughs> films never allow because guess what? They end up having to pay a lot if you get hurt. Yeah. Um, but they actually were really into us doing our own wrestling. And I was, that was a massive, um, that was a, a massive yes for me. That's why I kind uh, of wanted to do how it. How did you find that? Like, like the training yeah. and, all, and, and all that? Because it is, it's massively, it's a psychological thing. A, a lot of it is the comfort in throwing yourself yeah. or trusting someone else to throw yeah. you and so on and so forth. It's and a two way. Totally. And I think, you know, we, we trained really hard. Jack and I, Jack Loudon plays, um, Zach Knight, my brother in it. Mm-hmm. Well, her brother, sorry. And, um, we trade, we got on it on CrossFit really, really well, qu- as quickly as we got cast because yeah. we needed to not even necessarily look good, but we just needed to be able to pick up a person. Yeah. That's what wrestling is about. It's not about, you know, can I pick up her, but can she pick up me and then mm-hmm. me pick up her? You know, that's what yeah. it's about. It's throwing yeah. bodies around. So Completely. There's, there's moves that you can't do on someone if they're not athletic enough so it's not just about what you can do it's what the two of you can do together it's being able to yeah go go both ways yeah so we trained for with crossfit really really hard um and then we obviously started wrestling and obviously we all we all had fantastic um wrestling body doubles to do the the moves that would make us die yeah yeah, Uh, (laughs) but um we tried to do as much of it as possible and it was so much fun but you know what's um what was exciting to learn about that sport, which was obviously the moves and you really have to do it. It's also heartbreaking because that's what makes a lot of the wrestlers have a, have their career come to an end. Yeah, completely. It's, um, it's not a feasible sport, unfortunately. Yeah. And 
you know, the reason why people get so funny about explaining whether it's real or fake or whatever is because, yeah, it's a dance. It is a dance. It's choreography. But where it's fake, you have to overcompensate in other areas. So, for example, if you thump me now, you're not actually going to thump me in the face and I'm going to have to spin my head. Or if you're, you know, up for that, you can thump me in the face. (laughs) But where I then make it look real is when you pick me up and throw me on the floor and I am going to throw myself so far back and onto the mat as hard as possible to make it all seem punch and judy. So that's where it hurts because you then get people completely pumped on adrenaline, throwing themselves on their necks, on their backs, on their everything. And of course they've, they've then buggered their ligaments by the age of, 30 and it's it's the really weird thing because there's the perception or the, even just the term that it's fake mm. which again it's planned out it's mm. this that people will watch and go i don't know how they do that without hurting each other it's like no, oh, no they, they don't do. they do hurt they each do. other they don't do it without hurt. it's like oh how did they how did they fake him yeah. falling off there onto the floor it's yeah. like no he fell onto the floor like again as you said yeah. a punch can be cheated and fake mm. but you can't fake throwing someone out of a ring no you could learn to fall yeah but that doesn't that doesn't mean it's, you could learn to fall and not get hurt in any way. It's, yeah. it's going to be impact. It's going to be the shaking of the bones. Yeah, and totally. And it does. Else. It really does hurt. And I think I, we knew that. But yeah, when we started filming, we just got on with it. You know, yeah. a bruise, whatever is yeah. a bruise. But um, looking back at it, of, of course, you're going to have funny knees if yeah. you're dropping mine and your weight on my knees, and so you know. Four, five, six times a week as well. Again, the yeah, schedule of touring wrestlers, that it's constant it's thing. Constant. It's one thing for a few bumps in a film, and yeah. it's a few days here and there. It's, but. Um, it's a tough life, and I really take my hat off to anyone that's in the ring. Yeah. And, you know, I, we actually did a scene. The, the scene, um, the, the moment in Paige's life that really changed everything was when she went out uh, to Raw, and she won from AJ Lee. She won the yeah. belt. At 19. Um, at as, 19. On her debut. I know. Again, huge, because... I mean, I was going to mention that because what you touched upon there was the fact that she was unusual and different, but she was unusual and different. And unknown. But she had tons of experience and was pushed straight to the top. It's not like she was presented as, here's all the girls and then here's the alternative token representation of the alternative. It was like, no, she's coming in and being pushed right to the top, which was an amazing thing. Yeah, and so we did that scene. So Paige, just debriefing, if you don't know, she... um, she was and again, training. It's confusing because Paige is Raya. I know. Her and real name a, is Raya. Her real name is Raya. Her mum's wrestling name is yeah. Raya, though. Let's so not it's very get confusing. So <laughs> Paige is her wrestling name. Yeah. And um, <laughs> you know this, I'm explaining to the listeners. Yeah, completely. It's she, so confusing. She, when she got signed by WWE, that didn't necessarily mean that she went to go and wrestle with all the big wrestling stars. She went to NXT and she trained. Um, and, and NXT is this kind of like schooling for wrestlers where you can be fantastic and you can be, you could have been wrestling for the past eight years, but until the big names in suits tell you that you're ready, you will train in the NXT for as long as, as, as they need you to. In the NXT, you'll wake up at eight and you'll, uh, do wrestling training from eight until, you know, two, and then you'll do workouts from two until eight. That's the life. So it's mm. really, really hard, really grueling. Anyway, so Paige had been in the NXT and she basically got pushed to the top, as you said. And then one night, Dwayne contacted her and basically told her that she was going to be asked the following day 
to go out on Monday Night Raw and win the belt off AJ Lee, who had been the longest reigning yeah. diva, I think, yeah, yeah, in wrestling camp. history. Yeah. And that's Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And Dwayne right? The Rock that's Johnson been, actually that's... said that. So Paige, who had been in the NXT for a bit, but not as long as other people had, yeah. then suddenly had to go out in front of 20,000 people and basically persuade an audience to like her. Yeah. Which... I mean, I mean, imagine that that's what wrestling is about, whether an audience likes or yeah. dislikes you, yeah. whether you're a baby face or a heel. Yeah. So she came out, people kind of knowing who she was because she was NXT, but not really. And then she won the fight. Yeah. Now, obviously... It's mind-blowing. Yeah. That moment just... It's in, insanity, and, yeah. isn't it? For and, someone who's new as well. In, in I mean, and the, the nerves. And so we filmed that. We went over to LA and we filmed in the Staples Centre at Monday, at the end of a Monday Night Raw. Wow. And they had just done a Monday Night Raw, and um, <laughs> we we needed we needed the crowd. Yeah. We needed some of the crowd, and we needed the space in the arena, so it all looked real. <clears throat> and um, <laughs> basically, Dwayne went out after the evening when everyone was just about to go. Dwayne went out and said, "Hi, everyone!" Basically, <laughs> yeah. and everyone popped. Of course, everyone's it, there was it was just screaming for about eight minutes. I'd say. Yeah. And he tried to get a word in edgeways and, and he couldn't. He had to keep on stopping and everyone was just yelling. So then he asked if anybody would mind staying to watch this match. Everybody stayed. Amazing. So now I'm actually going out and doing a wrestling match in front of oh, all yeah, those people that have been there on Monday Night Raw. And I'm play and they play Paige's music. Now yeah. obviously Paige had been off wrestling. Last year she was off wrestling for a year. And she is obviously like people love her. She's yeah. their their body, their you know their woman, and so the music plays and everybody pops because it's Paige, and they know that it's me and they know that right. it's an actor. Yeah, 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 and Dwayne has said, "Look, be kind." I was going to say, I'm glad he's ex- explained this because that is pressure. And so I come out and everybody's so warm and lovely and ready to love me because I'm playing Paige, and yeah. then also people are not ready to love me because why isn't Paige doing it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I always find hilarious. Yeah, why isn't Paige doing it? <laughs> Um, and we did that fight in front of so many people and it was wow. just like, whoa, that was a moment. And that was a moment where, you know, I wrestled in the Staples Center age 21 and I'm not a wrestler and I, I will never be able to say that again. Yeah. And that was mental. I saw what these wrestlers go through and there's, you know, it's true that everybody said, you know, you'll never get a feeling like wrestling yeah. in, in that crowd. And I, I never, I understood the fun of wrestling and I got it and now it was fun and you get to play fight. But I never quite understood why people kept on doing it. Like yeah. until that point, I didn't get it. And everyone kept on saying, just wait, just right. wait, just wait. And when I was out there, everyone was roar, like screaming, chanting, making up their own chants. Yeah. Every time you do anything, they roar. And then you get a couple of, you know, Muppets in the front that decide to shout abuse at you. Yeah. But that's wrestling. The audience yeah. don't necessarily love you and they don't love necessarily, like, hate you. Yeah. They're just, that's part of the performance. They're allowed to kind of do both. Yeah, cool. And that's what was so exhilarating and exciting about it. And there was so much adrenaline that you feel like a superhero. And this is obviously where that point in wrestling where it's beneficial and and not where there's so much superhero adrenaline going through you that you can do anything and you can do anything mm-hmm. and that's obviously where it starts going wrong because it to hurt, hurt you, you get you yeah. become a superhero for eight minutes you're allowed yeah. to be a superhero 
and everyone thinks you're amazing and you think everyone's amazing and you think you're amazing and then at the end of the fight you're like wow i'm hurting i have in a lot of pain and but there's nothing i've never felt that before mm. um so yeah look, having been a complete i mean i knew nothing about wwe and knew nothing yeah. about wrestling and i did it for a short amount of time but i did all of it yeah i can say that it is not for the just that career is not um easy and it's it is incredibly tough. Yeah. Whew, it is hard and and what Paige has accomplished at such a young age jesus christ that is hard yeah yeah i i i love hearing s- stories about that because seeing how the inner workings of the film industry works the mm. fact that it is essentially the rock going out and going would you mind all sticking about please <laughs> guys, like kind of getting about yeah. you, you think anything on screen it's like God, they've All paid plans. twenty thousand extras. <laughs> they've done this and that. It's like it's a rock going. Have you got ten minutes? We're just going to quickly. If you can just yeah. stick around, that would be great. Also, can you actually give us some more of the energy that you've been using during that actual yeah. fight? If you can actually be screaming for this pretend page, that'd be great. And it's amazing how last minute a lot of that could be. I I did a, a rest or the film I was doing with a Chris Fairbank is a wrestling film, mm. and it was a similar thing where they were g- going to be doing this one scene at these these this world of sport event that was happening and that event got pulled oh, so then they're like right we've now got to kind of yeah. figure it out And uh, but I love s- seeing stuff like that because you again you just assume you look on on the screen you think all of this they've just thrown money at it they've done yeah. this it's not there's yeah. so much there that's just the hard work of the people behind the scenes favours being grabbed so and many all sorts of little ins so and outs many. that it's not this huge shining polished thing yeah, I th- but that I think it, I love that. I think the industry is completely made up of favors. That's what it is. As yeah. you said, Dwayne going out and asking the public, "Can you stay a bit?" Guys, yeah, we would. <laughs> no one would be able to afford paying twenty thousand no. people to, for the day. No, it would all be either CGI or. But of course, the thing is, you with with something like that, you could just have a CGI. I needed to have yeah. that response, just like they needed to have me wrestling. Yeah. There's it, it, it goes hand in hand. Completely. In order for that to feel and be what wrestling is like, you needed the people there. Yeah. It's like they always Don't say that it. in wrestling you can't if you've been out injured or whatever, you can't get ring fit until you're in there because mm. it is that that adrenaline will give you energy and or sap your energy. There's so many things yeah. that can go on that you could have been training for weeks and weeks, yeah. but then you get in there and you're knackered after five yeah. minutes yeah. because of you can't replicate that. It's yeah. a unique thing, the reaction to your, your body, the reaction yeah. of everything. Yeah. Um, how was, was working with Stephen? Because I think he's fantastic. He and I love fantastic. that he's finally kind of getting to step away from the office and everything yeah, else that he's done yeah. wonderfully. I thought in Logan he was fantastic yeah. in and I love Beautiful role. his his stand up's fantastic. I think he's I think he's a real obviously he's huge, but it feels to me like the best is is yet to come yeah, with him because like he's, he's so intelligent and so clever. Himself. Yeah. yeah. Um side to himself, sorry. I I mean Stephen is so he's such a specific director that I've ever like he's so particular. Right. And he knows he knows everything. Yeah. He has an idea and he's so clever and he's a bit of a genius. There you go, Stephen, if you're listening. <laughs> um, and But what's so wonderful about all of that, you know, he's very, he's very funny and humorous and his writing is that too. 
but also not afraid to look at the dark side of it. Mm-hmm. You know, this storyline, obviously, it's going to be funny. It's got Nick Frost, <laughs> Vince yep. Vaughn, uh, Dwayne Johnson, and Stephen, Stephen Rota, and he's in it. Yeah. But it, it's also, he's also not scared of showing the crap bit to life. And yeah. that's what all of us, we actually all live through. And that's what's so beautiful about our story is, is it's real. Yeah. Yes, Paige goes off and becomes this superstar, but also everybody else just has to, get on with life yeah. and that's the heartbreaking thing is that's what we all do sometimes Completely. most of the time um so yeah um, i'm i'm so um very lucky to play this role and and to be able to fight as well i keep on saying this but it's such an important thing for me to be able to do everything and be that yeah. role and steven was a massive he wanted me to do it too yeah. he wanted me to get you know strong and and to fight and um that was great that was yeah. wicked and also, he he made me be funny, so that's great. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, it's I think what's great about Stephen and and Ricky and and even and Nick and Simon yeah. Pegg at that time is they were all comfortable in writing the funny, yeah. but then happy to sh- to show the dark and also not be scared of showing the the beauty as well. Yeah. Which I think it's easy in comedy to be drawn towards. The cynical laughs, because that's kind of you're all in on the joke. And it's scary to have the warm moments. But The Office is a prime example of that. And stories are like this. It's going to have huge dark moments. It's going to have these beautiful, glowing, warm moments, I'm Mm -hmm. sure. And I love that. I love writers and directors who are comfortable with all of it, rather than thinking, are people going to think this is cheesy? Are people going to think it's like, well, no, life is cheesy sometimes. And if it's done right, then, you know. Yeah. So, so what else is ahead? What We've got the commuter ahead? coming out this year. It's weird because you've done so much I know. Well, last year or since Lady Macbeth, but now that's at the forefront of everyone's I know. mind. There's a lot. So last year I was very busy and I was very happy being busy, but it kicks off with fighting with my family. Yeah. Um, and then the late and then the then Lady Macbeth came out, uh, and then after summer I, <laughs> I went and did this film called King Lear, which. Yeah. I'm still. Uh, I can't believe that I I Amazing. got a part in. I played Cordelia, and wow. Richard Eyre directed, and Anthony Hopkins was King Lear. Good lord. Emma Emma Thompson uh, was Goneril, and Emily Watson. Um, oh my god, I can't remember the other name. My brain is so fuzzy. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Was another sister, and you should stick with this acting. Yeah. It seems like it's going well. It seems. <laughs> Jim Broadbent, Jim Carter, just oh, these wow. incredible people that I have watched on my screen yeah. since I was tiny. And I was terrified. I got that role and it came through and I couldn't quite believe that it was real because mm-hmm. uh, it's every, you know, acting dream. And then I had about two months until the rehearsal started. I was absolutely shitting myself, yeah. like totally shitting myself. Like not only shitting myself for me, but um, because it was going to be with these people that this was no joke. This was no, you know, they've done this. They've done Shakespeare. Yeah. Richard Eyre has, you know, directed all of the greats. Yeah. So doing that was a massive deal for me. And I was so scared. And on the first day, I remember, I remember just telling everyone how scared I was. And, and, um, so many people, I'll oh, be fine. Just be yourself. And my mom was like, don't, <laughs> she was like, <laughs> Be quiet, don't talk, <laughs> make sure you listen, you're a sponge, yeah. absorb. And I was like, yes, that is very that. good advice. So I went and for the first like three hours I was still and I was absorbing and I was listening 
And then I couldn't do that anymore because I just wanted to talk to everyone. Um, So I I learned so much from that. And I just, I met every single one of my heroes and they were all just delightful human beings. So that was wicked. I did that one. And then I did Outlaw King. Yep. Which is about Robert um, the Bruce. Yeah. And uh, it's, I play his wife and Chris Pine plays Robert. And David McKenzie was the director. Um, and there's there was I was basically in Scotland for about three months, yeah. hanging out with about twenty big burly bearded Scots. Amazing. And I was I was in love with all of them, and they were all in love with me, and we were just like this really wonderful best friend family unit. So that was just so much fun, and and um and acting alongside Chris was amazing and he plays a really really good scottish thing and his accent is wicked um so he does a fantastic job and everybody's been asking me what was the accent like it's like it was fine why wouldn't it be fine yeah um so yeah that was amazing and then what have i got now oh i'm working on little drummer girl yes which is a bbc series and if anybody watched the night manager last year it's the same people are making another one of john le carrie's such an amazing wicked. series wasn't it just everyone um, involved in that elizabeth becky oh my god massive girl blowing. crush i'm in love with her yeah. i fancy her so much yeah. she's amazing <laughs> she is everyone amazing. in it though from top to bottom was oh, just totally on absolute point um yeah, they're making another series. Completely new story, new book. Um, it's The Little Drummer Girl, and it's a six-parter. And we're starting that now, um, AMC as well. Yeah. So that's going to be wicked, and they're all coming out at the same time. I was going to say, because that's interesting, because <laughs> film takes so much longer to come out than yeah. TV most of the I time. I don't know so why that is. It's, like, it's bizarre, isn't it? Like, they're hoping to air it in autumn. Yeah. Fingers yeah. crossed. Sorry if I get that wrong. Mad, it's autumn it? and someone's listening and it's not out. But um, yeah, like so. How who's who's staying up that late and editing? I don't understand. Yeah. For a film, it takes forever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's we're getting getting going on that now, which is why I have a luminous hair right now. Yes, indeed, it's um, glowing. It's glowing. I'm like Gandalf's wand. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, is the, is the plan to kind of just keep keep pushing forward and firing, yeah, firing I mean, on all cylinders because at the moment it feels like yeah. each gig is leading on to another gig and it's there's no time to sit back and worry about any of it as such I know, <laughs> you know I've had a really from this time last year I went to Sundance with Lady Macbeth and I went straight from Sundance to training in the NXT with Jack Wow! and it hasn't stopped really since obviously well actually since Lady Macbeth came out in the festivals that summer but really work wise it's been a really wonderful previous year and I haven't really been thinking about when things are coming out it hasn't been it's just been like oh that's filming in August okay great I'll I'll go yeah (laughs) oh you know that's work that's going to happen in November great I'll do you know and I think you never really know until about a couple of months beforehand anyway it's not Mm. like I knew this time last year that I had fight with my family um, King Lear out you know it, it all, all just back. happens yeah. accidentally um, and you'll never be able to prepare and you'll never be able to plan and the moment you say that you'll do that you probably won't because you're doing you know that's the the kind of annoying but wonderful thing about this job is it's um, you find out last minute mostly always um, so I'm slightly weirdly no not weirdly I'm scared <laughs> I've, I've now done all my jobs and I'm doing the little drummer girl, and, and there's going to be some silence yeah. until they come out. So I think and, I might until they start filming the last series of Peaky Blind. Yeah, and then so when we'll we have to that, start but, writing with that. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> um, <laughs> 
So I'm I'm going to have a bit of time and just do some reading. I'm really interested in finding the next thing, and I think I want to do some. I want to do something small again. I was going to say, do... is, is there anything that you're drawn towards, theme wise or era wise or star wise that you've not done that you're kind of thinking, oh, I'd love to do something along them lines. Yeah, I think um, without. I'm not meaning to start conversations or spark, you know, hunches, but um, uh, just in the last year, I've really realised that I I want to um, do some more female-orientated work. That's not because of the movement or yeah. anything, you know, even though it is and should be, mm-hmm. but it hasn't, it isn't to do with that. It's It's simply that I feel like I've done lots of storylines now and I've done lots of amazing women but i want to do something specifically female led about um not necessarily problems but just i i, I think i want to do something yeah female director all of that malark and because i'm 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 craving that and i haven't really yeah. done that since the falling and you know i've worked I, this isn't supposed to me this isn't me you know slanting any man that i've worked with every course, single man that i've worked with has been a delight but there is obviously things that you come across on sets where you're like huh i wonder if it would be different if our story was about women's problems yeah. not men's problems Completely. i wonder if it would feel different if there was mainly women on this set so i think for me i'm really um i want to read something that excites me there and and i'm i'm happy that i've kind of figured that out as well sometimes you don't realize what it is you want to do next and you know whether it'll be if you want to be a superhero or not or whatever but sometimes you don't know why or what so i'm happy that i kind of know that i need a break to just see some stuff yeah um and you know you know right peaky blinders because that's going to take <laughs> but, some I mean, time it's, it's, it's a great point because different atmospheres and different r- relationships will draw different results yeah. and that's not an insult to any no. other atmospheres or relationships totally. but um, I saw a ladybird recently oh, um, loved it and I think Dark R- a River I think was a female mm-hmm. director I'm not, but again the, the a ladybird's a great example of there was nothing particular or nothing I could put my finger on in that story that was new or it was it was a coming of age story. Yeah. But there was just something about Different. it that was just so beautiful yeah. and so the yeah. relationship between the mother and daughter yeah. and the relationships of everyone on screen just yeah. had something different. And yeah. it's because it was female director and so many and it's coming w- from and writer and so many people working on it that Yeah, a woman's brain. Yeah. And a woman's perspective and um, and people will panic and be like, "Well, uh, about it's well, like no, it doesn't. It's not, you know, not insulting men in any no. way." I've, um, you know, I've done the projects I've done in the last year were so special to me and to everyone that I made them with, um, and every single male director or man on set were gorgeous, utterly yeah. gorgeous. Like nothing ever bad happened, but you do realise that whether or not the director is gorgeous, it's coming from a point of view that is specifically male. Yeah. And that's totally fine and totally correct. And and nothing about any of those were wrong or bad. But just like you said, watching Ladybird, there was something... Nothing was specifically different, but there was something different. Yeah, yeah, completely. And there was something not even... I'm not going to say sensitive because that's a crap word, but just was something alive yeah, yeah, and yeah. really awake and the attention to different things i think Mm. that's what was so special about it is we are unfortunately so used to seeing things through 
a male's gaze or a male's, you know, direction. And that's fine because that's the way that that's where we've come to now and slowly things are starting to change. But something as simple as, as, you know, Lady, Lady, Lady Bird where we all noticed that something was different yeah. and it's simply because it's coming from a different frame of mind. And that to me was so exciting. So yeah, I want to do something like that. And I'm also aware that I need some time off yeah. and I also want to do some traveling. I know that sounds so yaya and so no, but I haven't, I didn't do the gap year. Yeah, yeah. I kind of went straight from the falling and just started working and doing bar jobs and working in my dad's cafe and stuff like that. So I didn't really get to go and see, oh, this sounds so crap. The world. I'm sorry. I'm so no, crap. It's, 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 it's true and it's important for, again, what people forget that any areas of the arts, again, they're still jobs and yeah. they're still work and you need to to reload and to re-energise that, that, that part of you that mm-hmm. is excited and, mm-hmm. and and that's pushing all these performances mm-hmm. and traveling and time off and things and like that's what that's what re-energizes experience that. what it is that you're supposed to be storytelling yeah. um i always find that so interesting people ask me why i did something or like did you plan to do that in that scene and it's like no i don't really like to plan anything because realistically do i really know what it's like to shoot a horse no so i may as well just leave it until i'm shooting the horse right. this is from lady macbeth by <laughs> yeah, the way yeah. this um, isn't from the gap no year. this isn't from gap year. <laughs> you know i may as well just leave it to when i actually do it because then i'll know how i feel um so you know there's as as you said there's only a certain amount of you have to reload you have to experience you have to take things in new things and see yeah. different parts so i think that's what i might go and do as well go and see some culture and eat some greek salads perfect well <laughs> um, i mean i'll wrap things up there and as much as no one or hope or not many people do what they do for awards mm. it, i do still think it's nice when something is credited because again particularly on a project where so many people have worked on it and the film is up for several I think BAFTAs. awards are so necessary. Yeah. And I know that they're nothing. I know that it's a bit like this water bottle. Yeah. I could take this home and pretend like it's an award and put it on my shelf and it might get the same amount of respect that an award yeah. might <laughs> yeah. if you don't really care that it's a water bottle or an award. Yeah. But as you said, what it takes to get that film off the ground and, and not even that you then get from that kind everyone. of... But not know. even that you get a tick from someone, but that... It's so rare in this industry that you give yourself a second yeah. and you're constantly moving on to the next thing and figuring out what you're doing next and who you're talking to next and when are you booked in June and all that stuff that you sometimes forget to just go, wow, yeah, I made that film and that was really cool. And what we were saying at the beginning, you know, yeah. is what's not interesting when you're doing it and just actually saying congratulations. And what, what awards do is it's not even that it matters if, if you don't get it or that you do, but that someone somewhere has said, you know what, we've seen your stuff and we're really impressed by you. Yeah. Good work. Yeah, well done. And yeah. that gives you a moment to smell the roses. My dad always says, stop. Mm-hmm. Give yourself a moment and just look at what you've done because it's so easy to go, oh, I'm, you know, I'm crap, I haven't done that much. And, and again, whatever. it's natural to have that fear of, yeah. oh, this could end, I need to grab the yeah. next project and grab this and grab that. When, yeah, you, it's nice to have those bits to go, you know that bit you did four projects <laughs> ago, ago that you've not thought about? That was, was really good. Yeah. Oh, wicked, thanks. Yeah. That's, that's and cool. also it brings... You know, it brings attention and light to little films like Lady Macbeth, again, which it's done really, really well, I'm aware, but 
having a BAFTA nod mm-hmm. is pretty wicked and um it just means that people who haven't seen it or haven't heard it will go, oh, okay, I might go watch that film. And just as importantly, it'll increase the likelihood of more films taking the risks it yeah. took and things like that because that is the the most heart, heartbreaking part of the film industry in particular at the moment is that you could make the best film ever and if yeah. it doesn't get the backing and the push and the, and the bums on seats, then pff, see you later. It's it, it's gone kind yeah. of thing, which we should be. It's why... Whenever I'm pushing people to go and see films, it's generally independent films because yeah. even if they're doing well, it's to say, look, studios can take risks yeah. on these films that put art before box office, but are getting the box office yeah. as well. You know, yeah, and also just things like you know the fact that we were all unknowns. That shouldn't be such a conversation starter. No. Where else are unknown actors going to come from? Yep. Do you know what I mean? Like it's such an interesting why... one because I was, I, was, I, was, I saw a thing with James Gunn recently, and I loved James Gunn as a writer and director. And he was saying that often when he's casting, and again, it's the two viewpoints which I think are perfectly valid. If he knows someone who's been killing it for years yeah. and never quite got yeah. what they deserve, he'll want them to get the role over someone who's just walked into the industry. Yeah. And that's completely right. Yeah. But it's that classic thing in any industry of you need experience to get the good jobs, but you can't get experience I if you mean, don't get the totally. job. So it's it's that it's the balance of the two. The, yeah. I, it's becoming more and more of an obsession of mine of like, I love the films where I yeah. don't know anyone in it because no. you're just meeting yeah. the characters. Yeah, and then every now and then up. you'll get a film that maybe can't quite afford the big times and yeah. they give someone completely unknown an opportunity and you make something magical and then yeah. everyone goes, oh my God, why haven't we seen this girl before? And yeah, it's like, yeah. well... That's why. Yeah, that's why. Well, thank you v- no, very thank much. You. I'll let you end Lovely your day now. It's been a delight. You. <laughs> and I'll see you on set of Peaky Blinders, yeah, the final Shaheen. season. <clears throat> see you later. <laughs> There we go. That was episode 188. A very enjoyable conversation. I think you'll agree. And at no point did the tone betray the creepiness of the surroundings um, in uh, a, a, a dark, a poorly lit hotel room in Soho. So thank you for tuning in. As I mentioned in the intro and in the podcast, I'd like you all to go and vote in for the EE Rising Star. The votes are almost over, so swoop quickly. It's the BAFTAs, obviously. And yeah, I think Florence deserves that personally. But all joking aside, do vote for whoever you feel is appropriate. But I like these things. I like the the ones that are open to public vote and people can interact and engage in. So yeah, hopefully you go and do that. I'll be back next week um, with more wonderful guests. Honestly, the lineup of guests this year is just getting more and more ridiculous um it's it's hit after hit after hit um upcoming guests include ruth wilson who is one of my favorite people um a dear friend and happens to be one of the best actresses in the country so that's good uh i've got greta Gerwig lined up who's 
only up for Oscars at the moment for Lady Bird, which is absolutely astounding film. Um, Chris Ramsey, Steve McNeil from Go 8-Bit. Just loads of really good people. Don Letts is lined up. So, yeah, loads of good guests to come. Check them all out. And as I said, go and peruse the back catalogue if you so fancy. I'm going to stop rambling now, and I'll see you all next week. Every Wednesday, you know what it is. Ta-ta.